Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Iono, and until recently, I have had a terrible body image. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right. I know we'll be all right forever. last day of fifth grade and Logan Gunkel had a house party. All of the fifth grade class was invited. It was a pool party and obviously everybody's like swimming and all of the hot girls because I think it's also the time that I started really having crushes and we were all at the pool and I remember we're like 10 years old. There's no weight. There's no like muscle mass on kids. At the time though, it looked like oh this kid's ripped, this kid's that. And like I'm I I grew up eating whatever I wanted. Like I didn't <laughs> I was not a skinny boy at all. I was skinny like with a little bit of like extra love. Like I feel like I had baby fat for like a long time, literally until I'm 24 now, so I still have a little bit. <laughs> but I remember being at that party and I had a weird feeling of like oh, I'm not as cool as you are because you have that body, I have this body. And that really, I think when I look back at my life was the first time I ever had like a body image. And it was immediately just like, you're not as good as that person because they have this. Or like, you should not be shirtless because that person's here and they have abs. But from that fifth grade pool party all the way until the sixth grade end of year pool party, a whole year, I told my mom I was going to wear a shirt to the sixth grade pool party. I didn't. I decided I was going to, you know, be me and do my thing. And I thought kids had abs in fifth grade. In sixth grade, we got Bruce Lee. Like, it's full blown. Like, there were some kids who had, like, now we're talking eight packs. Definitely, there was a clear difference. And I was mortified. I was mortified. It was also the day that I was supposed to kiss Kelsey Thomas underneath the jacuzzi and kiss underwater. Didn't happen. 
but those those were my first feelings I remember of of having a horrible body image and I remember at this point I guess in my mind, I thought to myself, what makes you fit? What makes you get abs? What makes you get muscles? It had nothing to do with diet. Like it had absolutely nothing to do with diet. It was all about working out. So I remember asking my parents for a pull-up bar in my room. So when I moved to Los Angeles, I remember, I remember I was at Babyface's studio at the time and I don't know where Jason Bonner is on earth, but he was one of the first people to tell me abs are made in the kitchen and it changed my whole view on everything. So from 14 on, my view changed from, I can put on muscle mass, I can have big shoulders or a big back or a big chest, but if I want abs, if I wanna lose that tummy fat, it's all about diet and that made me go crazy. I looked up any diet, best diets to lose weight, best diets to lose weight. And when I tell you I've done every fad diet from then till now, I've done everything. I've done lemonade cleanses, I've done keto, I've done paleo, I've done Atkins, I've done no carbs, I've done four hour body, I've done intermittent fasting, I've done full fasting, I've done literally juice cleansing, everything. I've done every single fad diet that there is. And I'll super speed from 14 to now because the story has always been the same. Alex does a fad diet. Alex gets in really good shape. Alex hates his life because food makes him very happy. And then Alex starts eating full food again and and eats back to whatever weight he was before. It's a constant cycle. It's been a, literally a, now we're at 10 years of a cycle. It never changed. It was weird because my body would change. I would get abs again and I'd take that picture. But even at that, like I remember having a full set of abs and still face tuning things because I was like well your biceps now aren't big enough your shoulders aren't big enough I don't think I've ever posted until this year ever posted a shirtless picture that was not touched up never never even in a story nothing I've never ever had a good body confidence and I actually didn't know what facetune was <laughs> oh my gosh there is a horrible picture actually before facetune and I will find this picture because I want to post about it. It was when I was 14 and my dad being my dad, supporting me and everything, um, I was like, I want to do a shirtless photo shoot, but I want to have abs. I, I, I think I had him look up like makeup for abs. And I have this horrible picture of me longboarding and the, the worst painting, I love my dad to death, horrible painter. The worst painted on abs, like disgustingly, like it's a joke, it's a joke but it was probably closer to like 2013, 2014 that I started face tuning my pictures and any, any, any picture of me with a shirt off was face tuned until 2020, I can guarantee that. And it's probably like gonna bite me in the butt that this came out. Cause I probably tried to, I tried to, I probably tried to convince people I didn't face tune anything, but I'm setting the record straight. I remember there's this one picture that everybody's like, your body looks so good. And inside it sucked because people finally gave me the recognition that my body looked that good, but I knew that it wasn't real, that it was fake. Those compliments, any compliment that I got, I really think went in the negative for me because I am now being told I look, I'm given value on things that aren't actually who I am. So now when I was getting valued for things that I wasn't, it was it was not only upping the the idea of who I need to be, but it also was killing who I was at the time, no matter what progress I made. I mean, I remember being proud of myself for hitting, for hitting goals. And then I would edit a picture and people would be like, you look so good knowing that that wasn't who I was. And they would just 
just shred any confidence that I had in who I actually was, where my body actually was looking. Who I was then in terms of the start, like it was, it was, I think sometimes it got into borderline, you know, like eating disorders because I would completely binge eat and then I would completely starve myself and then I would drink nothing but water and then I would I would drink like nothing but green tea and like I would try different things the lemonade cleanse for you know extended periods of time and I would take the cleanses and because I don't know what this this complex in my mind that if I that I can do more than what it says to do so I would take a juice cleanse and if it was to do six juices I would do four juices because if six juices work I could do four juices and it would get it would work even faster and so I think that constant cycle of doing a crazy crash course diet looking better getting compliments on pictures that I had edited, therefore my confidence goes down. And on top of that, I'm pissed off because I haven't touched a freaking carb in three months. So then I just eat away and be like, I just kind of get into fuck it mode and I just go for whatever I want to eat. And then it restarts. And then I'm, and then now I'm heavy and still people are saying, oh, Alex's body is so good. I remember every time I would start a diet, this is another thing, every time I would start a diet, people would go, why are you going on a diet? You don't need to go on a diet. You don't need this. And that even would only fuel my horrible body image because I go, you only say that because I edited everything. Everything's edited. Nothing's real. My body isn't real. My body isn't this. And so um, that's kind of where I guess the confidence continued to cycle until I started working with Derek uh, and shout outs to William Singe who had been working with Derek and kind of got this amazing body and, and I would see it in person and I'd be like wait that looks exactly like it does in the pictures like you're this is actually you and uh, so he put me on with Derek I had just come off of the feels like tour and I was just hungry I was like I'm sick of I'm sick of editing my pictures. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of that. And so I started working out with Derek and we started lifting like crazy lifting, crazy diet. But it wasn't a diet that said no carbs or no this or no that. I had cheat meals in the diet. I had rice in the diet. I got to eat sandwiches. And it was the first time that I did a very balanced, long term type of exercise. And I really think that I would have stayed with that if it hadn't been. I was signed at the time. And I love, this is no hate on anybody. This is kind of even a little look into what the what the entertainment business is like. I was building, I have this video on Instagram of me just completely shredded, shoulders pumping, chest boom, abs were like all popping. And I'm like doing just a, an exercise. But I remember them telling my management, my management relaying to me, that I was looking too beefy. I needed to be a little bit more lean. I, I was looking like I was putting on too much muscle mass, which I don't think that really affected my body image. I think if anything, it kind of gave me, that was the first time that I was like, I'm looking too fit. That's awesome that I look too fit. Like it made me, and that's kind I think the t first time I had a, a, a hint or a smidgen of, of body confidence, of being appreciative of the work that I had put in and enjoying that and uh, and so that that cycle just kept kept happening kept happening kept happening kept happening and it wasn't until this new year's that i decided i am going to make a big change every time i do a workout in my gym i wear no shirt because i know that that is where i look the absolute best is when i'm mid-workout shredding 
And that is honestly something that I do now that helps me keep my body image in mind when I'm sitting in my room and I'm hunched over on my computer and I look in the mirror, I catch a reflection and I and my gut's popping out and I'm like, ugh. And my natural instinct is to go, you look, you look gross. I then think to myself, there's no way that I could look gross and that good at the same on the same day like it's the bodies don't work like that it, this is just that angle this is just that this this is just that that i do feel like body image comes predominantly from comparison body image is not about looking in the mirror and seeing yourself and judging yourself it is about looking in the mirror seeing yourself and judging yourself based off of what other people look like what other people feel like and what other people post like i feel like when we compare we take out the context of age, cultural background, job, or what our daily routine is like. But that's the issue, is that we compare without context. We compare with zero context at all. And it's unfair to everybody. It's unfair to you, it's unfair to me, it's unfair to the person that we're comparing ourselves to. Because the reality is The Rock and Mark Wahlberg, and you think of all of these people who are known for having an incredible body, he eats those pancakes and he eats 10 pounds of fish a day and, and, and 20 cups of rice a day or whatever it is his diet is because he is doing so much work that his body needs that. So our comparison of, oh man, I need to eat that much food and then I'll look like The Rock or I need to work out that much and then I'll look like The Rock or I need to, if I was only more this and more that, then I would look like The Rock is completely untrue because we're taking context out of comparison. Not as Alex Iono the artist or Alex Iono the podcast host or whatever, but as Alex Iono a human being, looking at all of the things that have me where I am now, which is the first time maybe in my life ever that I've been confident in my body, makes me realize that it's not about like, like again, we're comparing without context. It doesn't take five pounds of chicken breast or only eating chicken breast and oh, no carbs. It doesn't take those things. That's no context. You're taking out some people's ability to focus the things that people need. Sometimes people can't have sweets because it'll, they can't only have one sweet. And it's a trigger for something bad. For me, I've realized I need to have 300 calories of something disgusting every day. And so what do I do? I, I account for that 300 calories, I add that into whatever my diet is, and throughout the day I eat with in mind knowing that later tonight I get to have this. So anytime I want to go and have chips and cheese or chips and salsa or um, a donut or a piece of pizza from somebody else, like from my roommate's leftovers, I think to myself, no, I'm going to have that Kit Kat later, or no, I'm going to have this later. But that's I think that's a little bit of a digression. Um, of what we're talking about now, which is body image. But it is important to, to note that that is something that's helped me keep my body image positive, is that I, I'm giving myself context. But the biggest thing that I've realized through this process that I love, that gives me my body confidence, is I've changed the way that body confidence and body positivity feels. And I've focused more about how it feels versus how it looks. Because I know body positivity and body image changes for everybody. Some people, you know, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Some people, the people in Europe, they don't 
it's it's different. Their view on what a good body looks like is a fed body, is a body that might have a little bit extra on it. Back in the day, it was a sign of royalty, a sign of, of eliteness to have body fat on you because it meant that you're eating. It meant that you you can afford to eat so much that you will put on weight. So when I, I, I always try and be very, very careful about what a quote unquote good body is or what the right body is because it's I think it is truly up to each of us to look at ourselves in the mirror and without a context free comparison we look in the mirror and we say this is what I would like to do next for my body back then I was focused on what I didn't have or how I didn't feel and now I'm focused on how I feel now and how I look now and loving where I am now my body positivity, my body image, the confidence that I have in myself now will not change as long as I do focus on working to feel the same way that I feel. The looks can change, the scale can change, all of these things can change, but my focus is to always feel good. If I focus on how I feel and feeling good and I make decisions based off of what's gonna make me feel good, I hope that my body image and my body confidence and my body positivity that I'm at now does not change. That's kind of where I am now. Okay, so I feel like I talked about a whole lot of different things. I dove all the way to the deep end. So let's swim back up to the top. Uh, This whole conversation really got me thinking, what is the truth about our bodies? What is the truth about body image? And what is the truth about body positivity? Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? Alex Iono here, and welcome back to my podcast called Let's Get Into It. Um, We are currently all recording from the safety of our own homes, practicing social distancing. Um, We're currently in the middle of this this COVID-19 coronavirus uh, pandemic, national emergency, but it's a pretty serious deal. So uh, we are all recording from home, and by all... I have two amazing guests with me. I have uh, Allie Tate Cutler, who is a body positive influencer. She is also the host of The Love You Give, which is her own podcast uh, promoting mental health and uh, body positivity and changing the world through loving yourself. Uh, I also have Sarah Olive Bergeson, who is an aerobics and fitness certified personal trainer. She's got an amazing Instagram and has abs better than anybody I've ever seen in my whole life. So uh, we have a lot of a lot of great topics. Topics uh, to talk about. We're going to be getting into how society changes the way that we view ourselves and our bodies. Uh, we're going to be talking about listening to our bodies. And lastly, since we are in the middle of this uh, pandemic, this outbreak, uh, we're going to talk about staying healthy at your house, staying healthy uh, in home and uh, and how to do that when right now we're not allowed to leave the house. Um, but before we get into those topics, Ali, Sarah, how are you guys feeling? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm just uh, quarantined in my house in Brooklyn and, uh, you know, feeling all the the feels of this time. It feels up in the air. It's a little bit of anxiety. But at the same time, I'm using this time to reground myself to do things that I've put off for a while, things that I thought I would get around to and didn't have time for. And I'm really trying to get my creativity flowing through writing books, being with my family, good conversations, eating good food and using this time as self-reflection. Yeah, I think I think that's that's also kind of where I am. I mean, I, I keep feeling sort of 
everything seems fine. And I have two young kids, so we're doing some homeschooling and trying to keep them entertained and everything seems fine. And then sometimes I have little peaks of, of panic, just not sure where things are going or headed, but in general, just trying to stay calm for the kids and focused and also try to do things that I don't normally have time to do, like organize closets or, you know, like, like you were saying, Allie, just really kind of connect with my family, really sit down and listen when normally everything is so rushed. It is, it is nice to feel that the pace of life has slowed down. Mm. Definitely. And I hope, I hope as you guys are all listening to this podcast, uh, we are hopefully out of this self-quarantining and social distancing uh, period of time. Uh, but it's super important, I think, for us to take this time and uh, better ourselves and focus on things that are important. And instead of, you know, necessarily just staying home on the couch and moping that you can't go out and about or, uh, or just watching Netflix the whole time. But if you do that, that's totally cool, too. It's up to you. Um, mm-hmm. So, Allie, me and you, it's we're talking right now. Uh, I want to yeah. get in, I want to get right into this um, of how society changes the way we view our bodies. I got a little uh, a little research uh, study uh, that I found that suggests that fitspiration images, in particular, on social media, which typically feature um, the quote unquote beautiful people doing exercise uh, or at least pretending to, might make you harsher on yourself. Um, while also at the same time, researchers found that exposing women to hashtag body positive Instagram content appeared to boost their satisfaction with their own bodies. So these two pieces of info are at kind of opposite ends of the spectrum of how society and social media specifically um, changes our bodies. But you are, you know, you are the first Victoria's Secret um, plus size model, as well as working with other massive brands like uh, Anthropology. So, Ali, before we get into all of that, can you tell us about how you got into the body positive movement? Well, thank you for that hype. I appreciate that. Uh, Sometimes when you're grinding away in this industry, you kind of lose sight of what's actually going on and what your effect actually is on other people. Um, So it's good to hear that. But uh, I've been modeling now for about nine years. And I would just like to start off by saying that before I started doing this, and even during the process of becoming a quote unquote curve or plus size model, I struggled with Uh, massive body insecurities myself. And I think that this is a common narrative, a common story that women and men all around the world uh, are grappling with and have a history of body shaming and body insecurity. So that was definitely a part of my past. I played soccer for 20 years, so I was always really active. And even during the times of being the most active, I would still come home, run an extra three miles, try to throw up my food. I was constantly on this mission to lose weight because I thought that when I would become skinnier, my life would become better or full of more value and I would attract more of the things I wanted in my life. So that was definitely a notion that I had been believing since I was very young. When I started becoming a curve model, that that uh, ideology kind of start, started to dismantle. And I started to see so many different women who were curve models who were my size or bigger that looked absolutely beautiful. And when I started to see more and more of their image, and I, I, I started, my mind started to shed this old paradigm of, being skinny equals being beautiful or having value. And so that kind of started to fall away, which 
really, to me, points out the power of imagery. It really is a powerful thing. Now, we are consuming imagery on a day-to-day basis with the advent of social media. And this is a new thing. You know, we weren't, we had magazines before, we had news articles, newspapers, but now most people are on their phones most of the day. And we are consuming images through social media like never before. For a large part of my childhood and well into my mid-20s, the imagery that I was consuming was of skinny supermodels or skinny uh, fitness people or people who were just on the smaller size spectrum. And that led me to have incredibly low self-worth because I believed, along with a lot of the world, that worth for women came from our aesthetics and you could not aesthetically be beautiful without being skinny or small. So imagery does have a very powerful role to play in the way that um, we see ourselves and we see beauty. And from now participating in modeling and being behind the camera and being some of the imagery that people are consuming, I'm a size US 14. um, And I believe that seeing this uh, size representation and diversity in our media is incredibly beneficial mentally. Not only does it help us to underwrite and get under that subconscious programming that we have all inadvertently taken in us and uh, assumed as fact, we can now get underneath it and realize, maybe that's actually not the truth. Maybe Uh, I've been fed a narrative that um, being skinny is the way to go and fat phobia and fat uh, not being accepting of fatness or bigness is seen as like I, I know for me personally I used to see fatness or bigness as like the enemy and I would I would hate to see pictures of myself where I thought I looked big I thought oh my god please don't show me that I'm so mortified that I look like that how can I even go about my day-to-day life knowing I look like that. So I know that that shame can underpin a huge part of the way we move through the world. Now, I think that what you just talked about, seeing images of fitness people, seeing images of, you know, Emradas and the Kardashians, I think that they have a role to play. And I'm not here to discount and say that that body type we shouldn't see it, shouldn't be around. I mean, that is that could be their natural body type and they have every right to inhabit space and, and to exist and to show their life. But I do think we need balance. And on the other side of that balance is to showcase different body sizes and to show that uh, not all bodies are created in the same way. And um, just because you might be bigger or smaller doesn't inherently take away from your worth as a person. Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, on top of that, what, what you just said, not all bodies are built the same way, is something that took, for me especially, a long time to realize. You know, like like the, the research suggested, uh, I go on Instagram or I go on Twitter and I see loads of dudes with six packs and, and just ripped and abs that I didn't know existed in different you know places. <laughs> and, and growing up, I always struggled. Um, I, I come from a Polynesian background. So if you are familiar with Polynesian people, we're big. We're just big people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I had my, uh, you know, I had my friends in school, in middle school, or even now, um, seeing on Instagram, seeing people with different types of abs and different bodies and looking at myself and comparing that, it took a long time, even something that I'm still struggling with to this day, to understand that we are just different, you know, different looks. Um, But I think uh, for me, being in this industry and seeing 
what gets more likes and what gets more, uh, you know, social acceptance is something that still to this day, I admit, like totally affects me. I think to myself, man, I know that if I wanted to lift weights and I and I and I did this even in 2018, I focused on I worked with a bodybuilding trainer and I just went and I went for that big kind of the rock look, you know, body type. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I immediately saw all of the comments uh, that I was expecting to be like, dang, that's hot. That's sexy. And don't don't get me wrong. There were some of those, but there were some people that said, oh, he looks too buff. He looks too this. He looks too that. And it made me really start coming down on myself being like, man, that's my best. You know, that's that's what I looked. I, I, I looked at myself and I was like, man, you look really, really good. And at the same time, social media and and uh, and the society that I've built my career around kind of viewed it not necessarily as amazing or as right. It was you're too buff, you're too this, you're too that. So how do you feel like social media's judgment and all of the stupid comments and the trolls and the haters and all that have changed how you view yourself? Mm. Well, I mean, I think that uh, a large part of my message over the last three years uh, in regards to what you're talking about is I talk about cancellation or trolling. And so the idea that we cancel people based on things that they've said in the past or things they might believe or we troll people because they're not living the way we want them to live or they don't look the way we want them to look or they're not acting in the world how we want them to act. So I think that this is um, a product of the time and age we're living in because social media is such a new thing. We don't really know the full extent of of what kind of monster this is creating. And social media can be used for the good and it can be used for the bad. And we all know that there are keyboard warriors out there who comment their opinions. And sometimes I get these messages from people where it's like, you know, so cruel or so mean. You're like, why would why would you even take your valuable time and energy and put that put that vibration, put that level of of energy out into the world. And we've seen that happen to people we love, celebrities, um, you know, influencers, people in the public life, and even people who aren't. And this is a byproduct to me, it says more to me about that person. Because when we're in a space of pain, or a shame cycle, or um, in a in a rut of self love, we externalize that and we use our words to hurt other. We're really we're really bleeding our pain onto other people. So online, mm. when I receive hate or criticism, um, and I'm sure you have as well, you kind of have to just take it with a pinch of salt and go. This really isn't about me. Actually, in fact, this has nothing to do with me. People commenting on my body and saying, she's fat. You know, she's she's a bad role model. She's telling people it's okay to eat what they want and be unhealthy. You know, all over the spectrum to people criticizing my legs, my stomach, my face. I mean, I even got some people criticizing my kneecaps in, in one photo, Jeez, like, Louise. which is... I know it's actually kind of funny. I mean, by the way, I've kept... seen your kneecaps. They look they're beautiful. <laughs> they're they're two they're two works of they're two Picassos. You know what I mean? That's so kind of you. A lot of people said that in the Victoria's Secret photo that came out that was like in a lot of different stores in a big photo. People kept saying they saw babies in my kneecaps. I was going to which... say my kneecaps look like <laughs> Benjamin Button. I, I don't know what's going on. Your kneecaps look uh, they look beautiful to me. 
Thank you. I never even, I mean, I played goalkeeper for like 15, 20 years, so I was diving all the time. So maybe my kneecaps are a little messed up and I never really <laughs> clocked onto that. But like, I honestly had they, people point out things about myself and about my character all the time from past things that I've said. And the, and, and the issue with this is um, that people are the... F- are the first ones to criticize whoever is in the ring, doing the work, putting themselves out there, showcasing their life. They're they're going to be so quick to crit- criticize, but could they do what you do? Could they put themselves out there in that way? And the answer is probably not. And a lot of the times it's because fear of criticism, fear of rejection, fear of judgment. Um, but what we need to remember is the people who are putting a message forward in a public space, in a public way, We need to realize that this criticism uh, is a reflection of the people giving it to you. And it's not Mm. about you. It's actually more of a mirror of the world and where consciousness is at right now. And if we can fortify ourselves and stay strong in our beliefs and the knowing that whatever is happening on our journey led me to the beliefs I had now, which means right now at this point in my life, this can't be wrong. And I could be proved wrong next week, tomorrow, a year. But for right now, this is the the experiences have led me to be who I am and to put the message out into the world that I am right now. And, and that is currently the space that I'm at. So to judge anyone else for their own journey and the lessons that they've learned and how they inhabit space in this world is really an exercise in futility, I think. I agree. I honestly, if if you're still, if it's 2020 and you're still out there bashing people for the way that they look naturally, uh, or for the way that their bodies look, or the way that they uh, present themselves, go fuck yourself. It's really how I feel. Like I think it's like we're it's 2020, guys. We're like we're all trying to get together and fight a virus right now. Like let's 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 be a little bit better than that. But I do want to switch over to the better side of that, which is there is a lot I feel, and at least a lot more compared to what I used to see. Um, you know, growing up in social media, there is a lot of bo- body positivity and celebrating others' beauty for who they are. Um, that I see on social media. How do you feel? Obviously, that's got to feel validating to you uh, as as somebody who is pushing that body positive movement. Um, but how do you feel seeing that? Uh, and and do you agree with me? Do you feel like there is a, a lot of a lot of motion in that uh, in in the body positive side of of social media? A hundred percent. I mean, I think where we were 20 years ago to where we are now is completely different space. And a lot of that has been facilitated by social media use. I don't think we would have seen as much size diversity in media had it not been a narrative that was propelled forward by the use of Instagram, for example. People are able to vocalize what they want to see and they are able to communicate directly with brands and say, eh, this advertising ain't working for me. Can you change this up? I'd like to see someone my own color, my size, my my specific gender and we're we're a lot of brands are taking that on board and i think we're seeing now more than ever an increase in diversity all around the board from uh, seeing more people who are trans in in our media, seeing people of all different sizes, of all different races, all different abilities and this can only be a good thing because the more imagery that you see desensitizes you to people who are not like yourself, and it makes you feel, if you are like that, that you should not inhabit a space of shame. And shame is one of the worst feelings for mental health. It underpins all all of the other feelings. When you really go back to um, 
I think it's Brene Brown who talks about this, but when you go back to looking at shame and how it affects the way we move through the world, it leads to addiction, anxiety, depression, suicide ideations, because when you feel a sense of shame for being who you are, that sends you into this space of thinking you shouldn't exist. Just being who you are equates you shouldn't exist. And that is not a feeling I want anyone to feel, not even the worst person in the world I can think of. I think shame is something that needs to go out the window and shaming people for whatever it is, whether it be the way they look, their sexual preferences, the size they are, even things that they have said in the past needs to go out the window. We need to allow people to be fully expressed as as they are and to fully express themselves because that leads to a world without shame that allows uh, unique individuality, innovation, uh, freedom of speech, um, all these beautiful things that we want to encourage in a self-realized world can only happen with the absence of shame. So shame is something that I really believe needs to go out the window 2020 mm. after Corona. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. First, we get rid of Corona. <laughs> then we get rid of shame uh, or we get <laughs> exactly. rid of shame first. I don't know. We get rid of shame while we're getting rid of Corona. Who knows? Um, exactly. I, I want to build on top of that, though. And I think what you said is absolutely perfect. Uh, something that I've noticed a lot recently, and as I was looking through hashtag body positive on Instagram before this, I noticed it was a lot of uh, women supporting women, plus sized women supporting plus sized women, um, you know, very, very smaller frames. Everybody was kind of supporting their own people. And I think to me, the the next step is that we all need to now take a, a step outside of our own lane and support all of these other um, body types, all of the other skin colors, all of the other um, sexualities and genders and every every other type, if you want to say, uh, for lack of better words, we I think the next step for us and something that I think we should all work on being better at is supporting going on the body positive pictures that aren't the same body type that you are and supporting mm. that and spreading that love. Because I feel like even for guys... I don't think I don't think there's a lot of guys out there that are doing enough, including myself, to support women who are who are focusing on body positivity, whether it's on the curve or the plus size um, modeling or, or, or body type end or the complete opposite, the smaller, skinnier frames that are trying desperately to put on more weight, because I feel like, like you said, there is there is an infinite amount of of combinations that make us all, you know, unique and special in our own way, not to be too, you know, like kindergarten teacher saying we're all special snowflakes. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like now that we've gotten a lot better at loving our own type of people and supporting our own type of people, we need to start stretching out and saying, okay, I, we need to support other people and tell other people that they're beautiful so that they're not just hearing it from their own type of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and I would piggyback off the back of that and say what we're seeing right now is the pendulum has swung and it, it's, it has swung from a place where, um, you know, only certain types of people were accept, accepted. Skinny white people were were c considered the norm or were the main people who are accepted in society as having value or beautiful or whatever. And the pendulum is swinging and has swung to the other side where we have all these different type of people um, who are allowed and encouraged to take up space to have a voice to be seen. And 
the next step is, and when the pendulum settles back in the middle again, is to branching that out to include all forms of existence as valid, as having truth, and as being able and encouraged to take up space. And that is truly the next step. And the next step of body positivity as well is transcending the body itself to realize yes our bodies are important and that we need to love them and it starts there but the next step is realizing that you are more than just a body you are a soul that is inhabiting this world to to transform and encourage elevation of consciousness around you so your body is a vehicle to allow that to happen and that is that is the foundation and to get that right is the first step and then the next step is to move on to encourage uh enlightenment all across the world damn <laughs> so now that uh now that we've talked through it and i feel like we've covered you know both ends of how social media can affect us and social society can affect us positively and negatively uh what's this what's what's your final one takeaway for uh, for the listener out there who is still kind of progressing through their um, their journey of of loving themselves and 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 being more positive about the bodies that they are very very blessed to have. Hmm. Oh, let me take a breath before that. Um, you need I like believe... seven breaths. You've been spitting heat. <laughs> You're right. Um, I think that the main takeaway needs to be not needs to be not should be but my my main takeaway if I'm going to leave that with anyone is to remember that we have been fed a narrative of what it is to be valuable and what it is to be beautiful by powers that be by people who are trying to sell you something the best thing that you can do is to realize that this is a programming that you've been fed and you can reprogram it and it is a journey Oof. And you can, it, it, it will take time, it might take years, it might take decades, but the point is that you can reprogram it, you can be free of any shame that you have felt about who, who you are as a person, as a physical body in this world, whatever identity you are, and you can leave that at the door, and that takes self-work, self-awareness, self-introspection, and I would even say to go into healing modalities like meditation, breath work, movement, um, chanting mantra, journaling, these there are different modalities at our disposal, and um, experts in this field and to start to unwind and rewire the programming that you have digested. Hell yeah. I mean, honestly, all of that is just more ways of, uh, of self-love. And uh, another way of self-love is listening to your body, which is the next topic we're going to be speaking on. Uh, Ali Tekali, thank you so much. You're going to be joining us again at the end of the show so that we talk about our last uh, topic which is um, staying fit at home. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you then. Uh, we're going to be right back. When we come back, we got Sarah Olive Bergeson. We're talking about listening to your body. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Sarah, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it then. Welcome back. You are here on our podcast and so is Sarah Olive Bergeson. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. I'm good. We're hanging in there. Hanging in there. We're in the middle of a coronavirus situation, so we're all recording from home. Um, and that's perfect because I feel like it's giving us a lot of time to to learn about ourselves and, and focus more on ourselves. I feel like we get swallowed up by all of the humdrum of the rest of the world. So this quarantine and social distancing, I always forget how to say that. This quarantine and social distancing is doing a really good job for us, uh, I feel like, on, on focusing on ourselves. Do you agree? I do. It certainly feels different. I mean, I think most of us spend a lot of our day not being at home, being outside, doing things, taking care of things, checking things off our list, constantly thinking three steps ahead. What do I have going on? What do I have that I have to finish? Not really being present in the moment, always kind of having a little bit of anxiety about how we're going to get it all done. I know that's certainly how I feel a lot. And this just sort of eliminates so many tasks and things and you don't have as many options. And so you are forced to be more present and where, where you are, which is at your house. <laughs> Absolutely. And right now I'm at my house. Um, I, I'm very, very, very fortunate. I have a Peloton here, so it's helping me stay active. And recently yes. I've been on this, um, this path and still kind of like pushing towards this you know, this summer bod um, that I have a vision for myself to have. Sure. Um, and throughout that, I feel like I've found myself uh, fluctuating a lot in terms of how I feel, how I look, obviously how much I weigh, what mm-hmm. I'm eating. And, and, and uh, it kind of brought me to this place that I wanted to speak with somebody who was more of uh, an expert in this uh, in this fitness world um, <laughs> to talk about how important it is to listen to your body. For sure. So um, I like what you're saying about you had a journey. Like, I I feel like what you're saying is your goal was to lose weight, Mm -hmm. which is what I hear a lot. People come to me and they say, I really want to lose weight. That's my goal. How can you help me? Um, I work mostly as a personal trainer. And I'm happy to start there with people because if I've learned anything, it's that it's not my job to drag someone forward. It's my job to go to where they are and hold their hand and, and walk with them. And if that's how they feel and that's their initial desire, then that's a starting point. We can start there. And my goal though, is to eventually and hopefully help change their mindset that they're mostly putting the value in getting stronger and feeling better and feeling fit and being able to do more things, have more energy. 
as opposed to just strictly losing weight. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think that uh, a lot of the times, especially for me, I'll get to a point where I go, if I'm focused on a certain pound, I go, man, I'm going to do whatever it takes. If it means I have to eat less, if it means I have to skip meals and do all of this, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to that weight number, which starts breeding some unhealthy habits, you know, skipping Absolutely. meals um, and, and building up um, what could turn into full on eating disorders and, and full on uh, disorders and and body dysmorphia and all of these things that are that are really really serious consequences that can start off with an idea as simple as I need to lose weight. So I, I love that you're focusing on that. Um, for me, I also feel like sometimes I hit a certain weight and I look different. Right. I don't look as good as I looked when I was a little bit heavier, when I had a little bit here, you know? Right. Well, the scale isn't, oh, and I feel like a lot of us are starting to learn this now. It's a, a lot more common knowledge, but the scale is not really a reflection of how fit we are. And um, there are a couple of things I don't love about focusing on weight. And the first one is, and again, I feel like this is, a lot of people know this now, but muscle weighs a lot more than fat. So if you gain a lot of muscle and you lose fat, the number on the scale might not change at all, but you're going to look better. You're going to feel better. You're going to be stronger. Again, be able to do things you weren't able to do. Maybe you couldn't even do push-up before and now you can do two. Um, that's obviously, I feel like what I hope we can all start wanting instead mm. of just losing weight and in the, in the number on the scale. And the other thing is also further down the line is that BMI chart, which is body mass index. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people posting and saying things like, and you know, they, they're on there and they're really strong and they look amazing. They're like, according to my BMI, I'm actually obese, you know, on that doctor's chart that's on the wall. And that's definitely true. I mean, that the BMI chart has no reflection when it comes to fitness or strength or any of that. So I just, I feel like that's just really not a great thing to focus on for anyone. Now you mentioned something a little bit earlier, which was people wanting to just feel better. Right. I know my dad, my dad recently just went plant-based uh, because he's been diagnosed with diabetes. He had a heart attack in 2017, had triple bypass. And so he started feeling some of that, uh, that those initial effects of um, having a poor diet and, and eating poorly. Um, so he just recently switched over to a uh, plant-based diet to kind of start feeling better. And he has, yeah. and I think that concept Great. of pushing to feel better um, is a lot of this topic, which is listening to your body, but listening to your body is also kind of uh, an interesting phrase in itself. Do you have maybe a better uh, definition of what listening to your body is? Well, sure. Um, First of all, I'm so sorry to hear that about your dad. I'm so glad he's feeling better. That's oh, he's lot, he's feeling a lot, lot better now. Through. That's great. I'm so glad. Um, yeah, I think, and especially with what we're going through now, when we process emotions, a lot of times we need a sort of like um, a cycle or or something to help us through. And I think that exercise really helps us process our emotions. A lot of times, especially when they're negative emotions, if, if, if you don't acknowledge it, if you don't talk about it, if you don't move through it, it kind of settles in your flesh, I almost feel like. And it can have some really negative consequences and make you sick and make you anxious. And a lot of times I just, I know I almost nobody 
works out and says, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. I mean, even just moving your body for five minutes, 10 minutes, anything can really help elevate just your mood, just your sense of gratitude, your sense of um, happiness and contentment. And so even just, I always tell people, something is better than nothing. Go for a walk around the block if you can. If you can't leave your house, you can always find, I mean, a lot of people have steps. You can run up and down those. I mean, that's getting into specifics, but you know, something matters. It matters. Mm -hmm. Every, everything we do matters. Nothing, nothing. A lot of people say, well, I only have 10 minutes or I just don't have time or I don't have all the right equipment. So what's the point? But there is always a point. You are definitely proof as well that it does. You do not need equipment. If you guys haven't seen Sarah's Instagram page, she's using like dish rags to do ab work. She's using doing all types of body movements I never even seen before. Which makes me ask this next question: Are the are your abs real? Are they just like <laughs> I don't? Is it with a green screen? I, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. But you definitely seem to have the uh, the home workout, which makes me really excited to talk about our next topic with you. Uh, but before we get into that topic, um, I think when I when I break down listening to your body, I think uh, if your main goal is to feel as best as possible, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different moments that are very important to listen to your body, I feel. And the first one being making the decision that you're going to listen to your body and your body saying you need to feel better or you're going to start yourself on, an, on a horrible path uh, towards a, a more and less enjoyable life. Sure. Um, so I feel like that's, you know, that's obviously like the first one, you know, it's like my dad, he came to me and he said, Hey, I've, I'm starting to feel some of the symptoms that I felt when I first started having this heart attack situation and I don't want to get there again. So she, you know, he listened to his body and he said, I got to do this. Right. Um, when people feel that and they go, okay, I got to start working out a lot of the times, you know, I'm totally guilty for doing this. You just want to, you just start sprinting. Like I just go and I just right. sprint and I eat nothing and I eat just lettuce and a cucumber right. and I run at 10 miles. And then what happens is the next day I'm so sore and, and tired and lethargic that I don't even do anything. And I go back to eating hot Cheetos and putting squeezing <laughs> a lime on it and then calling right. it calling it health because I, you know, I squeezed a fruit on top of Cheetos. Right. <laughs> so how do we balance between wanting to push ourselves and go hard, but then also like listening to mm -hmm. your bodies? They're maybe telling us something like you need to rest. You need to take a break. OK, so a lot of topics there. The I would say, first of all. If you want to get started and be consistent, just find a way to move your body every day in a way that is somewhat enjoyable so that you will continue to do it. You can't rely on motivation because I don't know anyone who feels motivated to work out every single day. I certainly don't. Um, but moving your body is important. And that doesn't mean doing a huge workout every single day. You know, you don't need to put these giant unattainable goals up that can't be reached. So I tell people all the time, link it with something you enjoy doing. If you have a favorite podcast, just make a rule. I'm not allowed to listen to my favorite podcast unless I'm going on my walk. And then, you know, hopefully that will get you out there. And also you'll look forward to it. I mean, the goal is to kind of find something that we like doing. Like, for example, if you absolutely hate doing whatever burpees don't do bur you don't have to do burpees nobody has to do burpees that's you know silly if you uh, hate running, i don't have to do burpees anymore <laughs> no, you don't how amazing is that <laughs> it's not necessary if you hate running don't run if you you know try new things get a friend obviously we're all stuck inside but when hopefully this is over um 
get a friend, try a class, do lots of things. You never Mm -hmm. know what might be something that is enjoyable, something that you get into, maybe meet new people. I mean, there's just all sorts of stuff out there. All right. So let's go from there then. So you start off, you're not going crazy. You've, you've realized, okay, when I go crazy, I don't, I don't end up following through. So you start off right. nice and easy. You're walking on, or maybe you're jogging, listening to your favorite podcast. How mm-hmm. do you know then when you're ready to continue on to that next level, to add more weight, to go from a jog to a sprint, to try a, a more difficult pose in yoga, but without, again, pushing so hard that you might lose yourself and lose or your body might be like that was too much I'm done yeah I mean I think it's just like anything it things seem to happen slowly and then all at once if you're trying and trying for weeks to do like a a push-up and then you know you're it feels like you're never gonna do one and you keep trying and then one day you do one you do the whole thing all the way up all the way down and then you know, it's probably not going to be that much longer until you can do two. So as far as when you know you're ready, I think you just feel it. I think just, you just, you're doing whatever you normally do. Like, let's say you normally jog for 20 minutes and you're jogging. And when 20 minutes is up, you say, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. I think I can keep going. And then you do. I don't know what that feeling's like. (laughs) (laughs) Jogging is a good 20 minutes and every single time, I don't care what phase of, of my physical health I'm in. 20 minutes is too much. Mm-hmm. I understand. I understand. Well, then, you know, jogging is not your thing, maybe. Not my thing. <laughs> um, I mean, th- th- this is the thing, too, about listening to your body, because I want to make sure that that we hit that a lot, because I feel like I get confused sometimes when I'm talking about listening to my body and I go, what does that even mean? Okay. Um, I feel like listening, your body can talk to you in different ways. So your body's not going to send you a message and be like, hey, too much cardio or hey, you need to eat more. I feel like sometimes I'll be working. And right now it's like 12.55 and my my stomach didn't growl or I didn't like think, oh, I'm hungry. I just remember I was just like, man, why am I so annoyed right now? Or why am I so tired? Or why am I so, why do I have such a negative view on things? And I can go, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten yet. And I think that there's multiple ways of like, of your body trying to tell you that it needs sustenance or that it needs to exercise or that you haven't meditated or that you haven't been, right. uh, you know, following your program. Um, and so I think, I think it's super important that we take time and, and, and we really try and focus in on ourselves uh, to, to listen to what our body's trying to tell us. Cause sometimes, sometimes my body does tell me, and, and this isn't a lie. Sometimes my body tells me I need to have a Kit Kat. It tells me, I don't know how it does, yeah. But it does. And I have to have a Kit Kat. And so I think it's I think it is important to listen to your body, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in eating. I love to eat. Um, I think eating is good. I would never tell anybody to starve themselves. I think part of wellness and fitness, just consider the words of being well and being fit means that we're nourished and not just, you know, that we're e- eating three meals a day, but that the food is good food. That's making us feel good and making us feel full and making us feel happy and something we're looking forward to eating. And I, I also feel like if you want to have a Kit Kat, have a Kit Kat. I mean, we just, we live one time. Um, I think that you will find that if you eat too much processed food and sugar, you don't feel that great. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, it's just, I feel like life is not worth living without things that bring us pleasure. And I think everybody has to find their own personal balance and everyone has their own personal goals. 
And you just have to find a way to make it work for you in a way that you feel happy and satisfied with the way that things are. If you're not, then something's off. And maybe you can look within the things that are happening and try and find that thing that's not working to balance it out and make you feel more well, more fit, more healthy. And I really um, liked all the things that Ali was saying about weight and being happy with who you are and where you are. And we're seeing so much really great inclusive images and people and is so heartening to me. And I just, I, I love it. It's so fantastic. Man, we got lots of love. There's a lot of love going on on this podcast, and I'm enjoying it. We're all supporting each other. We're all happy about uh, about it. And I'm excited because me, you, and Allie are going to be talking uh, when we come back from our break. But before we get to the break, I think we should just go back. And, and we we covered a lot of ground uh, in, in this segment, talking about you know listening to your body when it's telling you, hey, we need to start making changes. Listening to your body in the sense of starting easy, not trying to go full on a million percent, you know, 20,000 miles per hour and then, you know, burning out, but listening to your body and progressing and getting better and better and focusing on feeling good, feeling better. Um, and, and I think that's really the, the, in my opinion, the healthiest and the smartest way to achieve your fitness goals, whatever they may be. All right, so next we're going to be talking about staying healthy in our homes. That can take a lot of different forms. And these tips while they're great for us while we're in quarantine and everybody kind of has to be home, there are no gyms open to go to. You can also use these tips, you know, maybe you're a stay-at-home parent or maybe you just don't like the gym. They intimidate you. I know I don't like the gym as much as I like being home, mainly because I can, you know, play music loud and laugh and have fun and make workouts my own and feel like I don't have to have a certain game face on or take a certain amount of time uh, at equipment. So we'll be right back. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Welcome back to the podcast. Alex Iono here, and I have Allie, Tate, Cutler, and Sarah Olive Bergeson here. We are talking about loving our bodies. We're talking about staying fit, whatever that means to you, uh, and listening to your body so that you can achieve those goals that you have. Um, before we get into this last topic, I have a question that I ask all of my guests on the show. How are you trying to better yourself this week. Um, while you guys think about it, I'll start with mine. We're in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic right now, and for me, the biggest thing is staying focused and active, even though I'm at home, even though I can't really leave my house, uh, not allowing that to be a uh, excuse for me to lay in bed all day, eat junk food, and watch Netflix, because I very easily could spend the next, you know, however long I got to stay in my house <laughs> doing just that. Um, so that's something that I'm doing right now is like consistently trying to say, hey, what are you doing? What could you be doing that is maybe a little bit healthier, maybe a little bit more active, a little bit more um, useful for your body to actually be doing? So that's mine. Ali, what's your take on that? Sure, I'll go first. What I'm doing right now is, uh, you know, during the course of the high productive, hyper yang world that we're living in, it's really, um, you know, nonstop trying to increase your own productivity and trying to increase your own um, resume and constantly trying to add things to that. And I'm seeing this as an opportunity to slow down and listen to the yin, the yin energy, the soft, the still, and to really work on my creative side. I've been talking about, oh, I'd really like to draw something one day. I'd really like to write a fantasy book. I'd really like to um, play card games or or like sing a song and play dress up. And these are things that I'm doing right now. And it feels so good, so nourishing. I feel like I have a backlog of creativity that is just oozing out of me at this point. Oh, man, I love that. So I also feel the same way that life is really hectic. And especially I have two kids that are 10 and seven. And I've really been taking this time to spend a lot of time with them, not just doing things, which it feels like we're always doing, but looking at their faces and really listening to the words that they're saying. And 
getting to know them more, which sounds silly because they're my kids, but I feel like it's almost a little bit of a gift. And I'm trying Mm. to really look at it from that perspective and just enjoy the people that they're becoming, which is, which in my opinion are amazing people. Oh, you're melting everybody's hearts across the, across the world. You're melting hearts right now, Sarah. Um, I think this last topic is actually super, super, super of the times, but also stretches out, um, you know, across all of the time, I guess that there is uh, the topic is how to stay healthy in home. Um, right now we are kind of forced to be in our houses. So it's a great topic for us to talk about uh, staying healthy. But I feel like a lot of the time, that's a very common excuse. Oh, I don't want to pay for memberships. I can't pay for this. I can't, uh, I don't have what it takes to be healthy at home. I don't have the gym, you know, the gym equipment at my house or the Peloton bike or whatever it is. There's a lot of excuses that surround not having what it takes um, to stay healthy in your house. And so I'm excited for us all to talk about it. Before we get into it, how are you guys staying healthy in home? When my kids were really little, I wasn't able to leave the house to exercise. And so I had to figure out a way to stay in shape. And really, even before that, I never belonged to a gym. I just worked out at home with DVDs, but I never had a big budget or a lot of equipment. And I just started getting creative and coming up with stuff. And it it is 100% true. You do not need anything. I don't care if you don't even have a wash rag you can find a way to move your body. And if you don't know what to do and you don't have any ideas, there are tons and tons and tons of great ideas and workouts on Instagram, on YouTube, just so many really creative, smart people coming up with ways to move. You don't even need that much room. A few feet of space is, is fine. Amazing. And, uh, and Allie? Alex, Ali, Alexandra, what do we, what do we, you got, you got all the names in the world. We, you and me I are know, the same. Alexandra is my God given name, but I do not, that is too epic of a name for me to go by. So I go by Ali. It's all good. All right. Yeah. So I think the, the way that I'm, I'm staying happy and healthy, like I do, I work out probably five days a week. Usually I go to F45. I do hit interval training. Um, I love to weight lift. I love yoga. And in this time, I think it's important to not put pressure on myself to try to feel like I need to, like, keep all of that energy up. So if Mm. I think it's important to move your body, it's important to get exercise in just purely for your mental health being cooped up inside and um, at this time especially. But, you know, even finding more gentle ways to play, whether that be turning on an Alanis Morissette album, which is my personal favorite, and jamming out the entire album naked in my living room, or whether that is, um, you know, doing a gentle morning flow, or even getting a, to the soccer field across from my house and juggling for 30 minutes, finding ways that are uh, keeping me curious and keeping me active in a lighthearted and fun way so I can bring that energy back with me into my house and throughout the rest of my day and taking that pressure off to feel like I really need to be hitting my intervals and be be increasing my muscle mass and getting all that stuff done so letting that that narrative go right now I love what you said too about it just being fun I feel like a lot of times especially for me when I go into if I'm going to go for a run or I'm going to I'm trying to think of other exercises that I hate, like doing an ab set. I go like, oh, that's so not cool. But the reason why I love 
cycling, stationary biking, or, or for me, Peloton is uh, is that I just love that it's something that I look forward to doing. I like enjoying. Or I I like actually doing. Waking up and and doing a, a quick. Uh, vinyasa flow with my yoga mat in my bedroom. I love doing that. Or like you said, even going out, I can't juggle. I looked at your Instagram videos. You're like a juggling <laughs> um, uh, athlete, um, Allie. But I, I even just the concept of that, going to a soccer field and kicking around a ball, that seems super fun to me. And so I think the yeah. focus for me, especially when you're trying to stay healthy and home, when you're trying to listen to your body and get into uh, starting to work towards a goal that you might have, Having fun with it is definitely the biggest thing to me. And what mm-hmm. else? I'll tell you what doesn't look fun. Uh, you, Sarah, you got this video of you on your Instagram. If you haven't seen Sarah's Instagram, it's she got all of these these Instagram videos. You're doing a plank. Yeah. And you have one leg that's on a dish towel. Yeah. <laughs> that you're swiping across your other leg and kind uh-huh. of pointing out into like a shooting star uh-huh. um, yoga pose. Uh-huh. And I couldn't, when, when we're talking about things that look or sound fun, yeah. I couldn't think or I couldn't think of something that's less fun than that. That might <laughs> right. be the least fun thing I've ever experienced. And I didn't even do it. I just saw it. Right. Well, you know, I really like what Ali's saying about bringing the positive energy with, with working out and doing things that are fun I couldn't agree more. I mean, look, I personally really struggle with anxiety. And so what I want to do with, with my own personal exercise routine is to reduce anxiety. That's what Mm. I'm, that's what I'm looking for it to do right now. So if thinking of working out or trying to do really hard things is causing you more anxiety, oh my goodness, don't do it. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. It's super not necessary. We should really be using movement as a tool to help ourselves maintain mental health during this time. Absolutely. No, not staying for healthy, any other reason. Staying healthy in the home is all is not just physically healthy. It's not just making sure you don't gain or lose or you know whatever your goals are. Right. It is also about staying mentally healthy. I agree. Right. Like I ride my I ride I'll get on a cycling this the peloton i don't like saying peloton because they're not paying me so why are we why are we promoting (laughs) i like getting on my stationary bike um because sometimes i have so much energy that is pent up because i can't i don't i i love going out and about for my days and so it is about like staying healthy you know mentally and so we're we're all across the board um the three of us even in terms of some of us are just so used to being active that we stay active some of us are focusing on the mental health of it all some of us are focusing on achieving a goal and they're all focused on like our overall health so not just how we look or how we feel but like emotionally physically mentally all of that right right mm-hmm. i mean believe it or not some people do find that rag thing. That one rag. They're like, you know what I need right now? I need to go do something really, really difficult that's going to make my core burn for a thousand days. Some people are really looking for a challenge. I try to put all kinds of things up, especially now. I'm really trying to put all different kinds of things, things for beginners. And But some people really want a challenge. That's what makes them happy. That's what makes them feel good. Some people are very competitive with themselves. They want to see you know, what kind of goals they can reach or whatever. And that makes them feel satisfied and happy. But that's not for everybody. And that is more than okay. That's great. We're all, we all should be doing what we need to do right now to feel as, as good as we can. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, I, I think even blending all three of our topics today together, it's like, you know, we need to love ourselves enough to, to take time, listen to ourselves, to say, okay, I have a goal I want to achieve. Um, but also like, 
I can have fun while achieving that goal. If that goal is is to uh, put on some extra muscle mass, it's not by you don't only have to do squats if you hate doing squats. You can find all of these other fun um, exercises or all of these other fun routes that you can go to achieve those same goals. And so um, while we're talking about being healthy in the house, I think it is important that we, you know, like you said, Allie, you have fun doing it. You do what you want to do. And like you said, Sarah, you listen to yourself and you do what is what your body you know, needs to do what needs to get right and, and, and what it needs to uh, to achieve those goals. You know, we're staying home because we know it's the right thing to do right now. And we're all staying healthy in our own way. And, and that's just cool, guys. It's just cool to be healthy. It's cool to be healthy in all different ways. Allie, Sarah, thank you guys so much for coming on my podcast and talking about health uh, and loving yourself and listening to your bodies. Um, these two women are so incredible, both amazing amazing forces in the world make sure you guys go on their instagrams and their their social media accounts and check out for for workouts and self-love and body positivity and all of the good vibes that you need um so make sure you guys go and check them out um ladies have a very very safe time right now make sure you guys are doing uh the little things right and uh and we'll be back again with another podcast very very soon um but i love you guys go out there stay safe and have fun and uh, i'll talk to you later peace Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. We really want you to get the help you need. So if you need help, please seek independent advice from a competent healthcare or mental health professional. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the podcast author or individuals participating in the podcast and do not represent the opinions of iHeartMedia or its employees. This podcast should not be used as medical advice, mental health advice, counseling, or therapy. Listening to the podcast does not establish doctor-patient relationship with hosts or guests of Alex Iono, Let's Get Into It, or iHeartMedia. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Woof, that's a doozy. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules 
meals a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.